Greetings, everyone. This is I'm Right. I'm Right. And I'm Jill Cox Cordova. I'm Anthony Cordova. Hi, sweetheart. How you doing, Jill? I'm all right, but guess what? What? We are a hot commodity. Really? Why? Because our podcast is great? Our podcast is great, but that's not why. (laughs) Okay. People are wanting to talk to us more than ever. Why? Because we're black. Oh, we are. We are. I don't think I ever figured that out. Because <laughs> I'm clueless, right? I, I guess I am too. Didn't realize we wow. were such a hot commodity. Wow, that's that's uh, that's amazing. Well, okay. it's it's all part of our first segment. Uh, the, today's topic is how we're keeping our insanity during these blatant racist days okay (laughs) okay i mean i said it that way because we see racism every day but for those who didn't know i'm calling it these blatant blatant racist days so it's all part of a segment that we call Stand by your stance. Okay, so we can't really take a stance on being black because we are, but we can talk about what that is, what that means for us. Well, yes, and this is a serious uh, subject, but even though it's serious, I want to keep this a little light also. If we can. If we can. So I thought I would discuss things uh, that I've had to go through in my life, starting as a child, but how the way to cope with it were to just laugh, you know, like, oh, they don't know any better. Oh, you know, or or make a game out of seeing uh, how quickly a person would show their their feelings of how they feel about someone of color. Yes. Yeah. So do do you have any uh, stories like that, Jill, of, you know, growing up where you just had to kind of just brush it off and laugh at it to cope? Yes. I mean, I think many black people, but I'm going to speak for myself. uh, We pick and choose our battles because if we talked about, or fought every moment (laughs) that someone discriminates against us. We'd be fighting all the time. We would just, that would just be, we were warriors 24 hours, seven days a week. Right. Nobody nobody wants to live like that. Fight, 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 fight mode. Right. So fight fight and flight. So I, I would uh, show my sarcasm. You said you, you, you would make a game out of when people were racist, but you know, or how often or how soon that they would show their true colors, mm-hmm. get it? True colors, true colors, get it, get it. Yeah. Um, but for me, like, especially since I grew up in a touristy area and my first job uh, was at a tourist attraction, I that was at the time where I relaxed my hair. So my hair was straight, but my hair was always long, you know, naturally. That's how it grew out of my head, people. Um, <laughs> but I straightened out my curls. So tourists would come to me, you know, cause they, I was the first person they saw because I sold tickets to this tourist attraction 
and they would say, what are you? And at first I really didn't understand the question. Mm -hmm. So I would say a black female, black female. <laughs> but I wish in hindsight, now if people ask me that now people don't, because I, I definitely have what I guess people consider a black hairstyle because I have sister locks, uh-huh. uh, which look to some people like braids or dreads. Okay. Um, but now I would say I am a human. If they ask me, <laughs> oh, what, really? am, what am I? Really? I am a human. <laughs> okay. Okay. So see, I'm, I, I'm I, making fun of them to their face. I see. I see. Um, you know, I, I started noticing it um, early on in my life. Um, you know, I don't know, maybe very early. I can't remember not noticing uh, that uh, I was different. Now, my mother's black and my father is uh, also mixed race with um, black and Cuban and a whole mixture of things uh, by way of uh, Jamaica. Um, but early on in my life, my father said to me, he says, Tony, don't let a white man rub your head. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Was this, was this what? when you had hair? Yes, I was a little kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But it doesn't matter. It goes whether you have hair or don't have hair. Okay. So. Oh, people have so rubbed he my says, hair. Yes. He for says sure. to me, don't let a white man rub your head. Why not, Dad? He said, because they do that so they can get good luck. And even as a child, I thought, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like rubbing on it, like at the Apollo where they rub on yeah, the, the yeah. thing for so, good luck. But so the, rubbing the, on a black uh, kid's head is good luck? Yes. Yes. Didn't know. So, um, <laughs> you know, but through my life, I never let a white person rub the top of my head. A white man rub the top of my head. But I, I always thought. So people did try. Oh, they. Well, if they did, I was out of their way so quickly. <laughs> they, they didn't get close. Even if they looked like their hand was coming yeah. towards my head, I was, you know, backing off. But. But a part of me still didn't really believe that. I'm like, surely that's a myth. Until I was an adult, I was probably in my 20s, my late 20s, and I was watching a movie called Mandingo. Oh, I remember okay? that movie, so yes. It's about slave plantation and, and all of that. And in that movie, the master would take one of the little black slaves and he would rest his feet on him because that was going to suck the rheumatism out of the white man's body into the black boy's um, body. Are you saying rheumatoid arthritis? Rheumat no, not rheum. No, but they called it, they called it, what did I say first? You said rheumatoid. No, they called it. Um, rheumatism. That's what you said. I don't know. It was going to suck the <laughs> illness out of him. Okay. Okay. It's going to suck whatever illness he had. So then it's going would, to suck it would, out of him. Would the so, slave then absorb that illness, allegedly? Yes. Hmm. So I, that's the first time I saw anything similar to what my father said. Mm -hmm. So I did some research. And white people, some white people truly did believe if you laid hands on a little black boy, that they would take the pain out of you or they would give you good luck. So it was true. So I was like blown away. I said, so that's just like crazy. 
That is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Come on, people. What are you thinking? That's right. So That's right. I, I don't know. So, so well, I had a different experience when when I was younger. I I my hair is naturally wavy, coily kind of hair. And that's how it grows out of my head. And uh, growing up, up until like I was in high school, um, I wore my hair in two braids. Mm -hmm. So I guess some white people couldn't believe that black people could have the little ridges that curly hair makes when they're in braids, uh -huh. you know. And so people would would rub my hair for that. And so Ooh, but they got a lot of good luck out of you. Well, no, because <laughs> a lot of people. Like, especially if I didn't know you, you you know, you might get your hand slapped by me. Uh -huh. You know, it was like a reflex to to hit you, to, you know, slap your hand away if you're trying to rub my hair. Because I don't know where your hands have been. Uh -huh. I'm still like that. I don't want you to touch my hair. Correct. So um, don't touch people's hair. I don't touch yours. Well, I touch your head. I do touch your head. <laughs> yes, you do, but it's okay. That's okay. <laughs> That's a different scenario. Yes, you're not an old white man, so it's all, it's it's good, <laughs> no, Jill. No, that I'm it's not. Good, Jill. That but, I'm not. But yes, but um, again, through our lives and our everyday life, um, we have to go through things that other people don't have to. Uh, another memory I have that this is a case where. Uh, my friends and I had to turn it into a game, but the elementary school I went to was um, was uh, racially mixed. Okay, but there was more uh, white people than than black people. There. Okay, what percentage would you say of you? Uh, it was it was pretty close. It, I don't know. Maybe it was uh, maybe seventy percent white. And okay. Thirty percent black. Well, you know, but there were other races there. You know, and this is New also. York. This is or, Long well, Island, Long New York. Island. <laughs> Long Island, New York. Yes. Not to be confused with Manhattan. So the first time our friends um, saw that uh, white people would just—it's not the first time, but it's another time. So we're all walking home from school. School bell rings, and we had a crossing guard. And crossing guard was nice, but, you know, crossing guard stops the car so you can all walk. Right. So in front of us is a group of white kids and they walk past the car that's waiting for us to cross. And then we start walking across. And then you see the driver, the driver's eyes would get big and you'd hear the door locks on the car. Click, 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 click. Like you little school kids. Little going school to kids. We're like 10. Jump, we're like 10 we're years going, old. We're going to carjack them. Yeah, or They weren't <laughs> even doing carjacking back then. You know, this is back in the 60s. Nobody was doing a carjack. <laughs> click, click, click. And, and here's how it was even more blatant. Because back then, most cars did not have automatic door locks. Oh. So, so they literally they had to punch. Push they had to push them down. So if the two front doors were unlocked, they'd get the driver's side and they'd have to lean way over to get the passenger side. And if there was other people in the car, you know, at least four people, then you'd see it. They the, the driver would look and they you could watch their lips. Lock the doors. Click, 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 click. So it really hurt our feelings the first time. It the happened. First time. Yeah, the first time because we're like, 
but we're just kids. You know what? We're carrying our books. You know, it was it was really painful the first time. Sure. But over the years, and you know, these are the same kids we grow up together, go to the same grades, different schools together, all of that, and we all walked home together. And so that's the game we would play. So if we saw a white person sitting at a traffic light and we're walking by, we would each take a guess to see how long it would take for them to Before notice they... us and lock the doors. Wow. That's and some people were game. really fast, you know, some people, and, and we just, you know, how long, how long before they'd see us? We'd kind of make a game on that. Five seconds, two seconds, three seconds, and then whoever got the closest. And then how long does it, after that, does it take them to lock the doors? And we made a game and how many, out of that. How many were there? Of you, of you and your friends, how many total? Maybe four. So if they saw four little black boys together, yes, then that meant danger, 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 danger. danger. Yep, we're gonna steal from them, rob from them, all of these things. But we had to make a game out of it because it happened every single day. So now, as an adult, do you? silently play that game with yourself yes and it still happens it still happens of course it does i can we could be at a uh, uh somebody else could be at the traffic light already and i pull up in my car and you look over at them click you'll hear it click wow just because you turned and looked their way yeah well once they realize i was a person of color click lock your doors Lock your doors. It happens today, all the time. Wow. And it's a, and it's a thing. I just does it happen when you're in the truck, the big truck? Um, not really, because they can't always see up, see you, see up mm-hmm. in the in the truck, you know, because it's so much higher than them. Because I have to. The reason I ask that is that sometimes when I'm in my car and I'm on the interstate and I look and I see a. The way a truck driver's looking at me, I lock my doors. <laughs> what are they gonna do? Well, that's they look like they're gonna that, like I don't know what they're gonna I'll, do. I'll, this show isn't about <laughs> truck drivers, so I'm not even gonna get into that right that's now. That's why I asked. I'm not. I'm, I, that's a whole different thing. It's and not, they're all race. Well, usually, but it's not a racist usually, thing. It's yes. a, it's a different thing. It so, sure but we're is. not going to get into that now. So, <laughs> do you have any other things that you know you have to go through in your life that that you had to say, you know, brush it off or make it amusing? Is there anything else? Yes, when I talk, as I said said on the very first episode that we ever did of this podcast, I talk like this. This is how I talk. <laughs> you? You don't, I talk like this. I thought you talked like this. Like no, this. I, talk like I this. talk like this. This is how I talk. <laughs> and it's how I've always talked. And, you know, for those who don't know, my mother was an educator. It makes sense that I know how to speak proper English. Mm-hmm. I teach English. It makes sense that I know how to speak English well. Uh huh. And yet people are amazed to this day. Even students will say in my evaluations, she's quite articulate. Like, I'm your English teacher. You are articulate (laughs) as an English teacher. I'm articulate. And they think that that's a compliment. Why wouldn't you be articulate? Exactly. Why wouldn't I be? Because you're black. Of course. But I learned the English language just like (laughs) 
everybody else. A lot did. of us. In fact, I I learned it quite well. A lot of us have learned the English language because you speak better than I, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> better than me. But I like words. But yes, you you like words. I really like but words. Yes, yes. Um, uh, a lot of us get that. Um, I have gotten it also. Um, you know, throughout my life. Um, uh, just and I'm still trying to keep all of this kind of light, light. Yes. So I'm going back to my childhood. And okay. again, this is Long Island, New York, where people in the South think nothing happens in New York. There's no racism. Oh, there's terrible racism well, in people, New York. Up until the last few weeks, people thought there was no racism in Atlanta. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> well, some people. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, but we used to, uh, my best friend and I used to ride our bikes everywhere. We would ride to other towns the other side of town and the way it is in in on long island and many parts of new york you can from one mile to another mile you're in a completely different area so where we lived was predominantly black but we could ride a half a mile from where we lived and it's predominantly white so we might have to ride through a white neighborhood to get to our f- other friends in a black neighborhood, okay? All in the same town. So while we're riding through the white neighborhoods, it happened almost every time. There'd be some teenage white kids and they'd say, you blankety blank and words, go back to where you came from. And again, we're like, well, that's that's messed up. You know, we, we didn't do anything to them. So that happened maybe twice. And and on the third time, I say to my friend, I say, hey, next time we go there, let's give them a taste of their own medicine. We go through their neighborhood. Right. So we're going through their neighborhood and we spot them before they spot us because they had their backs turned or something. So as soon as we get up by them, we say to them, you blankety blank N-word. <laughs> they probably and, uh, didn't know what to do with that. They turned around and looked and kind of cocked their heads sideways and scratched <laughs> their heads a little bit. They're like, did they just call us the N-word? But the funny thing is, next time we came through that neighborhood, they didn't say anything. Hmm. Never again did we go through that neighborhood and they yelled that out at us. Do you think that would work now? If someone calls us the N-word and we say it back, you think they'd stop? I don't think so. I guess it depends on who says it. Yeah, who says it, what the age is, who the person is. I I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) But another case, we use humor. In their own words. To Yes, but and also to, you know, cover up our pain. Sure. Because sure. we weren't messing with anybody. We weren't bothering anybody. And that's what we get because of how we look. Sure. So. I used to, uh, in stories, um, describe myself wearing, you know, stories that I wrote, describe myself wearing armor. And uh-huh. for a long time, I didn't know where, you know, where my fascination with armor So did you describe yourself from. like wearing physical armor? Like yes, a suit but it was purple. Armor? But it was purple. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> purple. purple armor. And really pretty, but armor nonetheless. And so for a while, I was like, why do I have this fascination with armor? 
And then I realized it's because I think I've always protected myself with armor Uh from, you know, people who are racist or sexist or whatever, whatever their ism is, Mm -hmm. my armor helps me. Mm -hmm. So I still imagine myself wearing purple armor all the time. Okay. All right. This that this that's that's cool. That's good. <laughs> and we all kind of have to I don't do know that. If you, I, I don't know if you remember this, but when we were dating and and we were and well, actually we were engaged and we were talking about you know setting up our household mm-hmm. together. I really wanted because there was a there's a a buffet near us that has um, armored uh, statues. Mm-hmm. As you walk into right. the entrance, you know what I'm talking uh-huh. about? And I wanted one of those oh. in our house, remember? <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. I was like, no, Jill, no. <laughs> Yeah, you no, wouldn't let Jill, me. No. But that's okay. No. I can wear it. No, um, no, no. Since no. you're wanting to keep this a, a little on the light side, um, you know how people, and I don't know where this, well, I do know where it stems from, but you know how some people think that all black people can sing and dance? Yes. <laughs> well, I can do neither well. <laughs> I'm not good at either. So one night you and I were with uh, another couple and we went to karaoke. Okay. Do you remember that? Yes, I do remember. And, you know, everybody knows who know, who knows me, knows I love Prince, still do. And so when one of a friend of the couple that we were with, he said he was going to uh, do, he was going to perform Erotic City. And I'm like, Prince, Prince, it's Prince. I got to do it too, knowing full well I can't sing. <laughs> you know, but I thought, uh-huh. oh, these people here are drunk. They won't know the difference, <laughs> you know. Um, so, so he, but he could sing. So he starts off. And then, you know, with the higher part of that uh-huh. song, when I start in, you know, I was having a great time. Uh-huh. I didn't care that I couldn't sing. And I was doing my little moves and stuff too. I had a great time during that song. Uh-huh. And so, Right after he and I did that duet, uh, the they had like a break from karaoke, mm-hmm. and so you know, like I said, it was a it was a bar, um, and there was a dance floor. So you went to get a drink, uh huh. So you left, and the, and so I'm I'm somewhat everybody left, but I'm still in the room. Uh huh. And this white woman came up to me, and she was drunk, and she said. I thought all black people could sing and dance, but you really suck. (laughs) That's messed up. I know. That's messed up. So, you know, and I, my, my response back to her was how many fingers do I have in front of my hand? And she, she didn't get the right number. And I was like, so you don't really know what you saw or heard. <laughs> and so it really confused her. It confused her and she yes. went away. Yes. You oh, know, but I yeah. knew that I didn't sing or dance well, but I had fun, so who cares? Right. Wow. So I know we're getting short on time and I I'm gonna need to get this this story in. And being that we're talking about bars and karaoke. Um so uh through my travels over the years, you know, I've traveled all over the country. And, you know, I'd stay out for months at a time sometimes. So, you know, sometimes I just wanted to get somewhere where I could unwind, have a drink, listen to some live music and all of that. So um, I was out in a state, I think I was in Iowa, actually. And um, 
there was a bar with live music right next to the truck stop. I was staying. Oh, I'll go over there, have a drink and listen to some music. So uh, and it was country and Western bar. OK, but I don't care. I, I, I like all kinds of music, you know, especially live music. So I go to the bar and I order my drink. The bartender's nice. All is good. And then this guy walks up to me and he's like right in my face. He's like his face is like 10 inches away from mine. And he's just staring at me. So I said, can I help you? And he says, why don't you go back down yonder? I said, Ex- excuse me? He says it again. Why don't you go back down yonder? I said, down yonder? Yeah. I said, where's down yonder? <laughs> it just confused him. <laughs> it's just confusing. He's like, you know what I mean. Go back to where you come from. I said, back where I came from. I said, I come from New York. So don't you want me to go back over yonder? <laughs> and that that confused the daylights out of him also. He's just grumbling and, and grumbling. You won't take this outside. Oh. Why would I want to take this outside? You don't even know what you're talking about. You don't even know why you hate me. Uh, 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 my, my daddy hated y'all <laughs> and my granddaddy hated y'all and y'all taking all our jobs. Uh, what kind of work do you do? I work in a factory down there at such a factory, whatever it was. Down yonder. <laughs> I said, well, I didn't take your job. I'm here. I drive my own truck. So anyway, uh, eventually he went away. But again, that's stupid. It is stupid. stupid. It is crazy. Now, I wasn't laughing at it. I I, I wasn't laughing at it about it at the time. But later, I just had to laugh at the whole situation. It's ridiculous. Well, in the interest of time, do you have a quick resolution on this? Everything is quick resolution now. I don't have any time. I could. We might need to do a part two. We could do that. We've never done this. that. We could do that. I'm yes, open to but, that. Uh, 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 but for a quick resolution, because I actually have a long one, but for a quick resolution, as people, we need to understand that we're all the same. We all came from the same place, the same creator. So we're really all the same. I am a human. Yes. So That's when my you, resolution. When a person has to put another person down to make themselves feel better, it it just doesn't make sense because none of us are better than the other. Uh, Doesn't matter your color, doesn't matter your education, doesn't doesn't matter uh, the money you make, doesn't matter. So that's all I have to say to that. Okay. About that right now. All right. (laughs) Well, let's get to our last segment that we call. You didn't you didn't give a resolution. I am a human. <laughs> Let's get to our last segment that we call. I'm trying to help you. Do you have any tips? Do you have a tip? Yes, I do. 
I I wish that people would learn to empathize. If you start to take down someone for whatever reason, but mainly because you just see them and you're you're immediately frightened or think they're going to do something to you. Imagine yourself in their shoes. Imagine what what that looks like if they look at you in fear. Mhm. Now, the flip side, the bad side of that, the con side of that is that some people actually like that. They want people to fear them. And I think that's the problem. Uh, okay. So I would like to put all the races in therapy. <laughs> that might not happen, Jill. That might not happen. It will in my stories. Well, <laughs> my tip is think. Which means think about everything you do, everything you say, your thought process as you go through your day-to-day life. So think it through. Think it through. Yes. Yes. Think. That's a good Think about what you're going to say to someone. Think about how you view that person when you are at the traffic light. Because if you're totally honest with yourself, and that's what it requires, Mm -hmm. um, you'll find that you're doing things that you didn't realize you were doing. So that's my tip. Think about everything you do. And that's, again, my short tip because I can go on for hours. We, we on both this. could. We both could. All right. Well, you've been listening to I'm Right. I'm Right. In this case, we both are. <laughs> my name is Jill Cox Cordova. I'm Anthony Cordova, and I love you all. I love you all, too. <laughs> shout, shout out to Gifford Ivan Cordova III for the music, Nick Zinke for the art. Thank you, everyone. We will see you or hear. Well, we will talk to you next week. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.